This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to those of you tuning in. My name is Leslie Lamb, and I'm the host and producer of the Crypto Unstacked podcast. For regular listeners of The Real Vision Show, it's great to have you back for another episode. Today's episode continues our theme of exploring digital fashion and the metaverse. Shashi and Nick are co-founders of UNXD, a curated marketplace for digital luxury and culture, and the team behind Dolce & Gabbana's debut NFT drop. In short, Shashi and Nick are awesome creators of culture. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. So prior to founding UNXD, both of you led Nervora, the Middle East's premier digital media company that includes a portfolio of global brands that we're familiar with, uh, specifically Vogue Arabia and Wired Middle East. Shashi, why don't you kick it off and tell us about your founding story there and your path to exploring the intersection of technology, of media, and fashion. Nick, we'll circle back to you uh, afterwards, and then we'll get more into UNXD. Fantastic. So I, I initially came to the Middle East uh, almost immediately after university. I was 21 at the time. I had been out of university for about six months and uh, came from San Francisco and landed in the Middle East without ever having been to the region before. I was working for a consulting company that had bought a company in the Middle East and became the fastest growing region in, in the world uh, for the brand. And then so people needed to come to the region. So I came without having any prior experience here in the region and kind of fell in love with the feeling of being able to create without limitation here uh, and the level of ambition that uh, existed here in the region. Uh, so this was back in 2007. And in 2009, I started working for the government of the UAE and in that role uh, was specifically tasked with building a indigenous media sector. And so part of that role entailed doing partnerships with international media companies to bring them into the region and uh, fell in love with the opportunity there uh, and decided that working in the private sector would be a little bit more my speed. Uh, so this was in 2009 uh, and Nick and I had known each other for a number of years by that point. He had gone to university with my sister and we met in San Francisco and we started talking about how we could bring some of what we knew uh, from places that we'd been in before, like San Francisco, like the US, into the region. Uh, so we started working on what became the concept of Nivora in late 2009. Uh, we got launched with a partnership with Condé Nast, uh, which is the parent company of brands like Vogue and, and Wired. And I guess the, the rest is history. So we, we basically leaned in very hard into that relationship. We launched uh, Condé Nast's first publication in the Middle East in 2012. 
which was a digital fashion publication called style.com. Uh, and so our background in fashion is actually much longer than our background in crypto. It's been about a decade that we've been in the fashion space. Then in 2016, we actually became the youngest team to ever launch a, an edition of Vogue when we launched Vogue in the region. And it was a series of firsts for Vogue as a brand. It was the first time Vogue ever launched digital first. It was the first time Vogue ever launched across an entire region as opposed to a single country. It was the first bilingual launch for, for Vogue. And um, became a very, very successful edition. Uh, we've become one of the largest editions of Vogue in the world over the last five years. Uh, the magazine actually turns five next month. Um, then along the way, we launched Vogue Man and Vogue Living and also Wired. Uh, and so in many ways, what we're doing in the culture space really sits at the intersection of the domains of these two brands, Vogue from a fashion, luxury, and creativity standpoint, and Wired mm -hmm. from a technology and internet culture standpoint. And I think culture is really the, the word that we would lean into here. Uh, we'd like to think of ourselves as creators and curators of culture first that just so happen to be enabled by technology as opposed to a tech platform that's in search of culture, or as we like to say, in search of soul. I like that. <laughs> Nick, what is your story? It's very well, much well, intertwined with Shashi's, it seems. Yeah, it runs <laughs> parallel to, to, to Shashi's. So, I, I mean, back in 2005, I, I got my start in the media space uh, working at, at TechCrunch as uh, one of the first writers there. Uh, you know, if you're if you're not familiar with it, TechCrunch was one of the first blogs to cover startups and technology out of the Bay Area. Um, I slept on the, like Mike Arrington's couch and stuff like that. So it was like the it was the early days there, covering all these Web wow. two startups as they were as they were popping up. Um, then progressed through um, uh, uh, another social media company. And Shashi and I had always known each other, and he just bugged me enough uh, enough times about getting together and doing something that eventually, and after chatting in 2009, uh, flew out to Dubai to crash on his couch for a little while while getting set up in Dubai and having my own kind of uh, uh, journey into um, into a, a new startup. Um, I come at, the, I think, everything from a little bit more of the, the technical side of things, thinking about how these things are going to to work together. I, I come at things a little bit more from a, the technical side of things. And so kind of when we got together, we were kind of running through creating a um, uh, some kind of an advertising solution um, and media solution out there. And what started off at, at something that was going to be um, just an, an ad space uh, or, or an ad network kind of grew into a, what's now a mini publishing empire out in, in the Middle East. Um, uh, and I think we can kind of take it from there. Absolutely. I mean, this this ecosystem of media, I think, plays such a big role in Web3. I had this running thesis that really every crypto company out there is eventually going to become a media company in some way, shape or form. Uh, doesn't matter if you're an exchange, uh, you're, you know, a DeFi protocol or something completely different, um, you know, means of being able to communicate what you do and, you know, who you're going to reach is so core to crypto as an ecosystem because so few people in the world, let's let's face it, actually understand all the different verticals that are kind of popping up in crypto, right? So it's, I think it's advantageous for you guys to have come from this background of media and communications and of course, all the other things related to culture um, through the work that you've done. Yeah, I think so much of what we do is about narrative. And I think having been so deep in the trenches on figuring out what narratives work, how to spend the, the 
the right amount of time and attention and process and crafting narrative has been very central to to what we do. Uh, and I think that, that it's a great segue into what we're doing in the NFT space. I think we've really tried to approach it as a culture story as opposed to a technology story. Even uh, mm. the very first conversation that we had with Dolce & Gabbana, literally the first thing that we told them uh, was, if you take away nothing else from this conversation, take away this. The story about NFTs is one of culture, not one of technology. Uh, and we knew that that was really important because if we walked into that conversation by talking about crypto and Bitcoin and Ether and blockchain, uh, it would just be something that didn't didn't land well, didn't resonate. Uh, but right. we did realize that what these brands and these designers and, and really artists understand is creation and culture. Uh, and so as soon as we framed it in, in that way, that's when the light bulb moment happened. Uh, and we were able to uh, convey to, to them as a brand that because it's about culture, because it's about creation, it's actually no different from everything they've ever done uh, for forever. For 40 years as an organization, they've been about creation. They've been about culture. They've been about storytelling. They've been about um, consumer experience. Now it's just enabled by a new form of technology uh, in the same way that they as a brand use, um, use a platform like Instagram without needing to know the technology that goes under the hood behind the algorithm. It's really just mm -hmm. about visual storytelling and, and community. Uh, and so that framing, that narrative, uh, I, I think was, was really a critical part of getting us off the ground. Uh, and I think it was aided by the fact that we, we just understood well uh, the power of narrative. So Nick, talk to us about the why for UNXD, right? There's so many NFT platforms out there. You know, what is the purpose of UNXD specifically when it comes to the NFT space? Because again, there are so many different types of NFTs uh, that are are out there that you know people can say, well, why don't you just all use a platform like OpenSea, for example, right? So, tell us about the why for UNXD. Uh, I think it's the NFT space is going to be a well, already is a huge space, and I think for us, it's kind of like um, the greatest paints and the greatest painters. I forget if I'm I'm butchering the quote there a little bit. Um, but it's not about uh, mass reach and a mass market, but it's about um, reaching a higher quality product. And I think we spend a lot of time thinking about the value of the NFTs that we're creating with the brands that we work with. Um, going back to that, the whole thesis here, going into creating culture, creating culture through narrative. Um, you know, there's a reason why. Uh, people are excited about Harry Potter and everything like that. Um, you know, that's people are excited yeah. by the by seeing that movie, and so that's why they want to participate in that community and have you know items and, and tokens related to that universe that people are creating through through the media that they're interacting with. Um, and I think that's something actually that a lot of brands um, and particularly fashion brands can borrow from. And in that, the digital medium is so much more expressive than what you get from like window displays and, and things like that in the real world, it's that now we can invite people um, to take part in a story that um, develops over the course of months or, or even a whole entire year where they can play a role in, in, in what's going on. I think that's something that's exciting about um, getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but in the, in the Jacob & Co. Um, drop that we're working on. So it's really about creating high quality uh, high quality product powered by um, NFTs 
um, with uh, with some of the highest quality brands out there. And I think that's really the distinction is it's, it's not about, um, I think we define ourselves more by what we don't do than by what we do do in some ways as, mm. as a marketplace. Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.